Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast on the Class. Breakfast on the Class today, dedicated in loving memory of Howie Klaus, Hanina Ben Osnat, Alava Shalom Ruach, Adonai Tenichinu Began Eden, sponsored by his friends. Breakfast on the Class is dedicated also in loving memory of Celia Sutton, Lilunishmat, Celia Batsara, sponsored by her granddaughter, Corey Ajmi. Uh, as well, it is sponsored uh, by Yossi Levi as a Seudat Hoda'ah. Um, breakfast in the class as well, dedicated in loving memory, Lilun Ishmat, Sulika Michelin, Bat Michelin, Bat Hana, sponsored by uh, Michael Shemtov, um, in honor of his, uh, his father also, and his grandfather, and all the grandchildren, and even the great-grandchildren. Uh, breakfast in the class also sponsored by Charles Rari, dedicated in honor of his wife, Allison. And the week of cold brew, as always, is dedicated loving memory. Sammy Syed, sponsored by his son, Isaac Syed. The Pasuk says, There shall not be amongst the Jewish people Negev, a, a, a plague. When the Jewish people approach the Kodesh, we find this terminology, this idea, in a few different places in the Torah, this concept of Negev. Anyone remember, what are the places where we find this idea? And there shall not be amongst the Jewish people a plague. One place we find this is when you count the Jewish people, don't count the people themselves, but rather create a mechanism for counting by counting the Machatzit uh, shekel, and there won't be a plague. Where else do we find it? We find it where HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells the Jewish people not to come to the mountain uh, to rise up, to walk up to Eretz Israel. Also, we find it with regards... Um, to people being told the appropriate way to approach the Beit HaMikdash, not drunk or uh, inebriated, not, uh, what's it called, uh, not uh, impure. Same concept we find where the Torah is warning us that certain acts or certain behaviors will result in us, unfortunately, not being able to survive uh, that encounter. So I saw a beautiful idea that I want to share with you. We're all familiar with this chapter of Te'ilim with the... Chapter begins, uh, Psalm 23. Now, watch this. This is very interesting. Let's look at the Pesukim, the first Pesukim, and you'll notice that there's a shift in lexicon, in uh, literary style. And it's not noticeable if you're not paying attention. But for someone that speaks Hebrew, it, it should be blatant. And the idea is actually a beautiful concept and one I think that applies in everybody's life, no matter who you are or where you're from. Mizmor le David Adonai ro'i lo echsar. Benot deshe yarbitseni, almei menuchot yinahaleni. Nafshi yishovev yancheni bemagle tzedek leman shemo. Each time we refer to God, how are we referring to God? We're talking in a third person uh, exposition, if you will. So one more time, right? Mizmor le David Adonai ro'i. You are my shepherd, lo echsar. Binot deshe yarbitseni. You, this is how you deal with me. Amen menuchot yenahaleni. Okay? You uh, guide me. Uh, then you follow. Nafshi shovev yancheni. You know, this, we keep speaking to the person without referencing them in a direct uh, second person until all of a sudden, in middle, from one verse to the next, it shifts. Gam ki elech begetzal ma'avet. Even as I walk, in the valley of the shadow of death, lo I do not fear evil. Ki ata imadi. Following the previous pesukim's 
stylistic exposition, what should it have said? It should have said, even as I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, Lo I do not fear, ki amadita imadi, for you have stood with me. Ki ata, you want to use ata, the whole time it should have said, Beno deshe ata revitseni, Right, but it's you, not not driven, if you will, to the third person. So why would we shift in the middle of a chapter from one verse to the next, um, from one uh, modality to another? And the answer is beautiful. You know what shifts in that pasuk? The whole beginning of the pasuk it talks about a person who's walking, who's traveling on calm waters. A person who's b'mag le'tzedek. He's in, uh, in, the, uh, in the surroundings, in the confines of feeling like he's, everything is just, everything is righteous, everything is wonderful. And the nature of humanity is such that all the time that a person is going through, you know, easy ways, easy, you know, easy times, easy situations, his business is fine, his wife is fine, his children is fine, his community is fine, Eretz Israel is fine. What are we talking about? You know, Yenahaleni, Yarbitseni, etc., etc. God is somewhere else. We refer to him in the third person. But the minute a person finds himself, begets al Mavit, what do they, how do they talk to God? Ata imadi. You are with me. You. When do we say you? You can't say you unless someone is nochach, unless that person is with you, because otherwise, the term you doesn't fall on anybody. So if I'm alone in my room and I say, I love you, who am I referring to? Who's the you? There's no one else there. Introduce someone to the room, the you obviously is now referring to the person that's standing opposite me. The usage of atai madi indicates that suddenly David Amelech, who's walking in the valley of the shadow of death, now God is not just with him colloquially, with him in terminology, with him ideologically, with him uh, you know, in theology, but rather he's with him in an absolute presence that can be felt, that can be seen, that can be noticed. How is it that God is with a person during times of danger, of sadness, of difficulty? You know, there's a famous story that talks about a person who's walking down the beach and he sees two sets of footprints, you know, and all of everything's wonderful and all of a sudden, you know, uh, the, sh- the footprints, his footprints and the footprints next to him of God, you know, they, they disappear and there's only one set of footprints as he's walking alone by himself, and, you know, and things got bad. And God says to him, you fool, you think it's one set of footprints because I left you? It's one set of footprints because I'm carrying you. Hazaku Baruch, gorgeous. In fact, there's even a book that has the title, Angels Don't Leave Footprints. Gorgeous, lovely. Not enough, Mechira. What happened? What happened? See, angels don't leave footprints I can accept. That I can accept. The angel wasn't there, then the angel is there, then the angel goes somewhere else, then the angel flies to Shamaim, then the angel goes to turn over Sodom. An angel is something which is limited. An angel is something that has edges. An angel is something that is created that will stop to exist. But God himself is no more or no less present in the best of times than he is in the worst of times. 
So how could David HaMelech refer to God in times of, of mem and in easy times as being there but not quite, and in times of difficulty, incredibly present and noticeable? God's presence doesn't change. God does not change. So what does this mean? Atta'imadi. Now Hashem is with you more than ever. And the answer, Rabbutai, I think is defined not by God's love for us, but by our love and our reliance on God. You know, the relationship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to His creations is 100% love 100% of the time. The only thing that gets in the way of that love, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed, of His kindness, of His desire uh, to do good for us, is when we take the pipe that He created for us and we start shoving a bunch of things in it. There's a great term, which is the most nauseous term I ever heard, which is what makes it such a great... It's called, I don't know if you know, in the sewage systems, in the pipes, sometimes you, know, you flush things down, there's baby wipes, there's all these different things that maybe are not biodegradable, there's hair, there's of things that go down the sewage. As things go down, all this gook, all this oil, all this fat, all this who knows what, it creates something which has such a beautiful name, it's so disgusting, but it's so beautiful because it's so accurate. Um, it's one of those examples where in Hebrew we would say, Kishemo Kenhu. You know what that is? According to its name, such is what it is. It's called a fatberg. <laughs> they have an iceberg which is made out of ice. And they have a fatberg. It's just this literal giant blob. This can cause tremendous problems. You think in 2021 we're so sophisticated, but they have a glob of something that can't be broken apart, that just sits there clogging the pipes. Rabotai, Hashem is always a million percent present. It is always Baruch Ata Amonai. Hashem is here first and foremost. Before we even call Him by His name, we call Him Nochach, opposite, right here. In fact, why is God nochach by a beracha? Because the very act of the beracha is When you mention my name, every time you mention my name, God says, I will come to you. And I will bless you. When we mention God's name, that is the process of avo elecha. Because really, where is Hashem? Always. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere in the world. There is no place that God cannot be. If God withdraws from a place, the source of its life, the source of its existence, just literally instantly, it becomes eliminated. It becomes, the person evaporates. They stop existing. I always thought this idea that it says that God says, God says, I dwell with the Jews even in the times, even in the place where they are. I always thought that was a chesed of God. And then I realized it's not a chesed of God. It's a mitziut of God. Do you see the difference? It's not a kindness that God is with us in our tumah. It's the reality of the fact that if God is omnipresent, He's everywhere, then He's also in the place, right, where you are betochtumatam. What's the kindness of Ashokhen Itam betochtumatam? That God doesn't say, you have outlived your purpose. This is how you act. This is the way you are. This is the way you relate to me. Or maybe don't relate to me at all. Okay, 
You don't deserve to carry on existence. Hashochen itam betochtumatam is not that God is present. That's not the kindness. God can't help but be present. If God withdrew completely, there would be no place. There would be no existence for those things from which God withdrew his existence. The kindness of Hashochen itam betochtumatam is not that God's there. It's that you're still there. Now this unbelievable paradox is such a beautiful idea that when we're in this situation, when we are bad, God's kindness is not that He's present, it's that He allows us to keep existing every single day. He lets you wake up even though you didn't come to Shacharit yesterday. Even though you didn't make a beracha, even though you don't keep kosher, even though you didn't do all these things. Hashem doesn't say, you know what, why should... I gave the guy a book, an instruction manual for living. I told him what I want out of him. I told him how to build a relationship with me. He doesn't want a relationship with me. What do we do in our lives? When you try three times, you reach out to the person, say, how are you doing? The guy does, ignores you. He finds everyone else interesting in the shul except for you. Two times, three times. Eventually, you need to tell yourself, I don't need this. Forget it. Move on. And yet God allows us to wake up morning after morning after morning. He sends you messages and you ignore him. Hashem is reaching out to you. And then what do you do? You talk to your friend in the shul. You ever in a conversation where you're talking to someone, someone else comes over and the person you're talking to, just in the middle of talking to you, like, oh, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Congratulations. And you just like stopped existing. You ever have that? You're like awkwardly sitting there. And even if you try and introduce yourself, like, oh, hi, I'm Shlomo. They, they're like, oh, hey, 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 hey. What do you slowly do? You put your hands in your pockets. You do the awkward heel to front, you know, rocking back and forth. Eventually, you walk away. You walk away. That's the same thing that happens when we're talking to someone in shul. Came to talk to God. Middle of your conversation with him. <laughs> Dave, what's going on? How about them Knicks? Hashochen itam betoch tumatam. I just want to point this out. Because it's magnificent. It's such a beautiful concept. So David HaMelech says, Ki imadi. My friends, in times of difficulty, we find, we realize, we recognize that this is a situation I can't deal with. I need help. So suddenly, what happens? We start to Elim chats. We open up the line to Hashem. Rabotai, again, please, Mechila, 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 I'm asking in advance. Forgiveness. If you're a dad and your kid never calls and then they call, how do you pick up the phone? What do you want? You ever see that? What do you want? You ever have that? What do you need? Why are you calling? What's going on? Is everything okay? I know that you're not just calling because you never just call. The Pasuk is communicating us something so beautiful. There should not be negef, a disease, as the Jewish people approach the sanctuary. The Gemara tells us that when a person reaches out for help from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a time of difficulty, it shouldn't be the first time that he reaches out. So Rabotai, we don't know when those times are going to be. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks of us, let's build a relationship, al when things are easy, when things are relaxed. 
so that you don't have to come to me in the times of difficulty and say, where are you? Ata, I need you here. Ata imadi, I need you here with me. My friends, I just want to share because I find a magnificent, uh, a magnificent t- tendency uh, in people. And I think that it's so beautiful when you see uh, that people are almost rejecting that. You know, the Gemara tells us that there are different modalities of a person giving tzedakah. One type of tzedakah that a person gives, okay, it's not bad, right? It's when a person's giving tzedakah, when someone, anotin tzedakah al-minat, in order that my son should get better. It's still a mitzvah, but it's the lowest form of the mitzvah. Then there's the medium form of the mitzvah, that the person's giving a tzedakah that his son shouldn't get sick. <laughs> so he's doing it for a purpose, but it's not now. It's not emergency, because that requires still a level of faith. For a person that's flailing in the ocean, that action right there, that's not a sign of tremendous emunah, that's a sign of weak emunah. Right now you have no one else. So what are you doing? You're calling out to whoever will listen. You're throwing up a Hail Mary. Excuse me, pardon the uh, borrowing from another religion. Right? You're throwing up into the end zone. Right? It's, you don't know what, to, you know, but someone, I have no one else. Hashem, maybe if you're out there, not even sure if you exist, but if you do, hook me up. Right? Rabbutai, that's a lower level of imunah. But the highest level is a person who actually understands that I don't need to make these conditions with Hashem. I'm going to give Siddhaqah in order that this. I'm going to do the right thing in order that that. You recognize that the ultimate form of Berachah is when a person is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They don't need to give in order, tit for tat, this for this. They're not manipulating a system. They're not sticking coins in, pulling the bar when they're sticking Siddhaqah in, trying to get the, the, what's it called, the 777, you know, in the, how do you call it? You know, I, <laughs> I always wondered if that's how Chabad wound up with 770, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that, maybe that's how it happened. All right. But the point is, Rabotai, it's something magnificent about, about the experience when someone recognizes it's not for. I don't need to do something for. Ultimately, we know one thing and one thing is for certain. God is mekor aberacha. He's the source of all blessing. Our rabbis teach us when we say Baruch Atah Amonai, we don't mean blessed are you, we're blessing you. In what way could you possibly bless God? Impossible, right? When we use the word Baruch Atah, we don't mean blessed are you. Different, like when you use the word Baruch Atah Beboecha, Baruch Atah Betzetecha, you're blessing the person when he comes from Panama, you're blessing the person when he leaves, if you don't like him so much. But the point is, you're giving that person a berachah for coming, you're giving that person a berachah for leaving. The Baruch Atah of God is different, fundamentally, because there's nothing you could give the source of blessing. There's nothing you could give him. He gave you whatever it is that you'd bless him with. What would you do? How would that work? So therefore, our rabbis explain Baruch Atah, the correct understanding is not Baruch Atah, blessed are you, but rather Baruch Atah, you are Baruch. You are the Mikor, the source of all blessing. That's the concept, recognition. In fact, we find this idea as well in the Gemara. The Gemara says that there was a time when Rabbi Ishmael Kohen Gadol um, was going into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. 
It was a song that was made very, very popular by Avram Fried. Tanye Omar Rav Yishmoel Oy Ben Elishe. Then there's the words in Yiddish that none of the Sephardim understand. Right? We learned. Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha, the Kohen Gadol, went in, lefnai velefnim into the Kodesh HaKodashim, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, Barecheni. Bless me. That's what God said to the Kohen Gadol. <laughs> what? What does the Kohen Gadol say? Yiratzom ilfanecha. Sheyichbeshu rachamecha. Beautiful. What Bishmael says to God is you should allow your kindness, your mercy, to overcome, right, your anger, your deen. What does God want to do more than anything else on Yom Kippur? In front of God, you should become pure. God wants you to become pure. God wants to bless. The problem is that he has this caste, this anger, this deen, that he needs to interact with us, because otherwise, the world falls apart. So Rabbi Ishmael says, I'm recognizing that it is only you that could overcome all the gizerot raot, all the problems, all the issues, all the negative things, and the recognition itself that it is God that does that, that it is God that brings the beracha, allows for the beracha to come. Because when you recognize God is here, what happens? Beracha. Fascinating. Look at the words again. What do again? Ki bayom On this day, you will find forgiveness. Adonai titharu. Where does the purity come from? Lifnei amonai from experiencing, from feeling that I am before God. In God's mechitza, in God's house, all the sins, they don't have a place. All negatives, they don't have a place. All tsar, all issues, all illness, all poverty, all homelessness, all uh, anxieties, they don't exist. So David HaMelech says, Because you're here. Even though there's evil all around me, I'm still in the valley of the shadow of death. But if Atai Madi, there's nothing that could even begin to approach me. Because you're here with me. That's the Makor Haberacha. There shall not be an experience of plague, right? Begeshet, when Klal Yisrael comes close, El Kodesh, to that which is holy. So, my friends, our challenge, if we're looking for Beracha in our life, is to think to ourselves, how do we come close to God? Someone here uh, recently started coming to shul all, every day during the week. And I said, it's so good to see you. Why are you here? Uh, you know, every day, what made you start coming? So beautiful, you know? And he said that somebody told him that he needs to reconnect. He needs to become connected to Hashem again. That connection has gotten weak. I always love this. Remember the days when we used to walk around in our, with our phones? You're making a very important phone call and the guy can't hear you and you don't have the bar, so you need to get an email and you don't, you have one bar on your phone, right? Even though your phone, stupid phone says 5G, you can't get nothing, 
right? You're, you're buffering, you're loading. You're walking around like this. You go to the corner, to the window. You hang your phone out the window. You go like this. You go, where's the reception over here? You're walking <laughs> like this. You know, can you hear me now? You're doing all of this, Rabotai. Could you imagine us doing that to find connection with Borei Olam? To find the spaces, if you will, where we connect more with Borei Olam, where the reception is clear. In the Bet Knesset, the reception is clear. I asked you earlier, what do you mean? But you can find Hashem anywhere. How can there be places where the reception is clear? The answer is, not because of Him. Because of us. It's true, there might be a little bit of talking in the shul. But compare that to Fifth Avenue. <laughs> right? You know, there's no naked ladies on billboards. <clears throat> a little quieter. A little more appropriate. A little holier. That's a Bet Knesset. Could you call out to God in the middle of Times Square if you're being attacked uh, at a rally? Yes, you can. You can call out to Hashem anywhere. But your reception is much better in holy places. Now, a person can go to a holy place to connect to God, or they can go to a holy place in their minds to connect to Borei Olam. But in either scenario, it requires a quieting of the place around them, a pushing back on the physicality of where their head's at, and so to speak, opening up a channel of spirituality, of holiness with Hashem, of humility, uh, not of capitalism, if you will, not la'afuke communism. Communism has less God. But the point over here is not to be thinking. I mean, even think about this. Hashem, I want a car. Should a person pray for a new car? Yes, if that's where they're at. But hazi, if that's where they're at. If that's, that, those are the things within which your connection to God is strongest. You create a connection with God about the holy things, about being kinder, gentler, about having a wonderful family, about shalom bayit, about learning Torah, about praying. You know, we pray about praying. We ask Hashem to help us pray. Hashem, please, I need your help. Hashem says, what do you want? I want to be able to pray to you. Guy sounds crazy, right? Except every single one of us says that every single day, three times. Adonai sifatai tiftach ufi yagiti latecha. I'm creating a space. I'm pushing back. I'm about to pray, but I can't just pray because of where I am. So what do I do? I start praying, so I'm already out of where I was. And what do I pray to do? I pray to pray. But Geshet, when we come close, El HaKodesh, Hashem shifts from out there to in here. And when Hashem is in here, there's nothing that we lack. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve